This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the d podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the Deep Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis, and I hope the week is treating you all great. You know, as for me, uh, this past weekend, I had the opportunity to go to the live event in Newark, Delaware for WWE's Holiday Tour. That's right. That's their theme for the month of December, going all the way to the end of the year for all of their um, live events on the weekends. So huge shout out to my boy Scott that hooked me up with the tickets. You know, appreciate the uh, the hookup there. You know, but it was nine solid matches and they really put on a good show. And I love house shows because you know it's not like the TV product where you only get like a five minute match or whatever. These they're given some time. You know, and as a professional in the wrestling industry, you know. The, the live event is a tool for the wrestlers to get to get reps in, you know what I mean? And to work on new things and, and try new things, you know, in front of different crowds across the country. So, you know, huge shout out to every single wrestler that entertained us Sunday night. You definitely appreciate your work. Never, ever goes unnoticed by me. But, you know, this week's episode, I'm going to shy away from wrestling just a little bit and go back to music. You know, I have... The opportunity to interview a recording artist out of South Carolina. His name is Rightway J. He and I met when I was doing a podcast that I still do from time to time for Radio Pushers called We Build Different Podcasts. You can subscribe to that as well on multiple platforms. But not only did I interview him there, but we had an opportunity to connect last November in Miami at a music conference. You know, we you know we got along great. You know, really got to know each other. And you know, when I had um, told him about you know this podcast, you know, we definitely had to you know make sure that his schedule was clear so he can come on and we could talk about all aspects of his music career early life, and everything in between. So, let's not wait any longer. My interview with Right Way J starts right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, my, my guest on uh, this week's episode, I've known this, I've known him for about, uh, good, about good two years now. Um, I met him, you know, at, at the similar uh music promotion company that we both use for um, our respective music careers radio pushers shout out to them um he and i had an opportunity to uh link up in miami about a year ago at a music conference and i saw him perform and you know he's a really talented dude and i'm honored to have him on the d podcast welcome from south carolina 
right way. Jay, how are you, man? Hey, my man, DT Lou, man. What a dude, man. How's everything been going with you, man? I'm going great. I'm doing great, man. No complaints at all. Like it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a and all good things. But I mean, I'm honored to have you on the show. I know we've been trying to work on this for a while, but let's get right into it, man. Yes, so, you know, you're yes, from the great state, you're from the, the great state of South Carolina. So let's talk about life growing up in South Carolina. Well, life in South Carolina, man, I mean, it's for the most part, it's pretty laid back, man. I mean, it, you really, I was really raised in the backwoods or whatever like that. So, I mean, had my mom, had my dad, um, sister, you know, worked regular jobs. You know, it was a lot of poverty. There was a lot of drug addiction as well. But, I mean, that's that's a lot of places that you go at. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's cool people, good food, man. You love the beaches out here, man. It's It's pretty cool. Awesome, awesome. So, like, while you were growing up there, so what, did you delve into any sports or anything like that as far as school? <laughs> yeah, actually, when I was younger, I dove into football, and I was really into it. But what was so crazy is that my mom ended up talking me out of it. And when my dad found out, man, he laid into me something serious. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like, no, you can't be doing that. So, Long story short, like that feeling of disappointment, mm-hmm. I never wanted to feel that again. So I'll, from that point forward, I never just up and quit anything ever in life from jobs to anything. I never up and quit because I never wanted to feel that again. No, no, I hear you on that. I mean, sometimes, you know, we have to, you know, blaze our own trail. You know what I mean? And sometimes we have to disappoint people that we love, you know, to do the things that we truly want to do and what our calling is in life. So if it's sports, if it's college or whatever the case may be, music film and television, whatever it is, you know, you have to, you know, go with your gut as always, as I always tell myself a lot of times when I, when I feel a little self-doubt, I always say, just go with your gut, D, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, man, 100. So growing up though, you know, obviously, you know, music enters our lives at different times and that type of thing, regardless of the genre. Mm-hmm. So who are some of the artists that you were exposed to at a young age that really got you you know, listening to music on a consistent basis? Let's see. I would say Biggie, Wu, Nelly, Ludacris. Mm, I'm trying to think who else. Outkast for showing UGK, artists of that nature. Okay. So you had a little bit of New York, a little bit of Atlanta. I see that with Ludacris. Let me tell you something. I, you know, when Luda came out, I think it was, it was a 99-2000 with um Your Fantasy <laughs> And yep. he, he was just, he was different. You know what I mean? And like he, yeah. I mean, he, but he was so positive that the lyrical mm-hmm. content, you kind of just kind of spaced out because you didn't care, but it was like, he was just such a positive dude. And he was just talking about the fun, women, food, whatever it is. Exactly. I really enjoyed his stuff. And I, and I, I, and I wish that people would really, you know, give him his flowers, you know, a lot of other people, because a lot of times he, he is not mentioned because if his yeah, film but, career is going so well, but mm-hmm. Luda, Luda was him, man. Oh yeah, I mean he's always had bars, but I think what with Luda, because I remember I seen the inter- interview where he was saying like being that he was so animated with the videos, mm-hmm. like people really didn't take him serious because of like the animation. But if you look past that and like really listen to the bars, mm-hmm. he'd really be spitting, man. Absolutely, I mean, and I mean he and he and to me, it's like he had his own flow. And that's what I really enjoyed about a lot of artists, not just hip hop, but just in general years ago was that there was so much originality that everyone had their own flow on how they did things. So again, his music is definitely timeless. 
So you talked about those artists and everything. So mm-hmm. talk about when was it that you decided to give music a try? How old were you? And when uh-huh. did you make that decision? And what led you to make that decision to say, I'm I want to be a recording artist and I want to be a, not only a recording artist, I want to be a hip hop recording artist. How did that come to be? Well, that came to be, I was actually hanging out with a group of friends when I used to work at this grocery store. And like they used to bring me to their house and they would be recording and I would just like sit back and just watch them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of like, you know, let me try it one time. So I tried it. And the first rap I did was horrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I thought it was like the greatest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just kept doing it and doing it. And, you know, eventually I just caught the bug, man. And I just kept and I just rolled with it, man. And, and you know what? And everyone, you know, a lot of us that are in this space, you know, we have our first, you know, whatever, our recorded material. And mm-hmm. We may cringe at it now, but being in the moment when you're doing it, you thought this was like the biggest thing in the world. And seriously, and I remember me and my nephew, God rest his soul, he and I used to record stuff when we were little on my Mm -hmm. tape recorder. And I mean, we thought we were going to be big stars because we were just the most silliest makeshift beat we're making i'm using the bass was my mattress the snare was my was my um classic classic (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was so much just juvenile stuff but Mm -hmm. we thought it sounded great but thinking about it it was like but i totally understand what you're saying you know we, Mm -hmm. we we do what we have to do to create the magic you know of creating music and yes. making it our own for sure. So, so how old were you when you know around that time when you were doing that? Yeah, I actually I just got out of high school. Now I think about it. Okay, so yeah, it was like late. six, yeah, like late teens. Okay, like, late teens. Like eighteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you were getting started, who were some of your mentors that was kind of guiding you? You know, during during those years of like, okay giving you a little bit of advice here or there and just to, to, to really get you started. Right. Uh, well, definitely like, you know, the group of, group of friends that I was hanging out with at the grocery store because they was more into it than I was. And then when I actually started going to like different recording studios, I would listen to certain engineers, man, and they would just be like, hey, man, say it like this. Don't go too loud. Go a little soft like this. Try to smooth it out or whatever like that. So I would just take all that information in, man, and it really helped sharpen me into what I am today. And that's what, and a lot of, a lot of times, and I, t- I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day about, you know, sound engineers and like how important they are. And um, I was talking about the sound engineer I had when I recorded every second a few years ago and how mm-hmm. he pushed me in the studio. Shout out to Electric out of Philly. He literally, I mean, I mean it was almost like a, a training session, literally, because yes. he was literally trying to get the absolute best out of me, out of the session. So the record could sound top quality. So I totally get what you're saying, but I'm glad that your friends were able to guide you to quality sound engineers where you can really hear, you know, okay, this person's perspective or that person's perspective and getting you and trying to find your sound. Because, you know, in the beginning, you're, you're still trying to find yourself. You're, you're, trying mm-hmm. to, you're trying to figure out so many aspects. You got the business, you got the this, and you got the writing and you got the copywriting, you got the publishing, all these other pieces to the puzzle that we're trying to build, you know, the music career. Right. But 
the simplicity of, hey, man, let me just go to a few sessions to really understand what I'm what I'm getting myself into, but also truly trying to understand the process of everything for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because now I think about it even more. Like after they took, after they gave me those tips, like I actually was able to get like an actual home studio for myself, and I would just make like a hundred songs, just keep recording, recording, recording until I finally was like, all right, I'm starting to understand this now. So, because like without them telling me, I would just think to myself, I'm super dope. So mm-hmm. I really needed somebody to come in and be like, hey, bro, no, you need to clean that up. That's not, that's not how I supposed to sound. Right. And I mean, it's not about what we want to hear it's what we need to hear. And yeah. and I think that's having the right people around you, because when you have a bunch of people that saying, hey, yeah, man, you're dope, you're dope, you're dope to make you feel good. That's one thing. But I would rather hear, you know, constructive criticism to take me to the next level. Like when I when I recorded my first record and there were people giving me like, OK, D, maybe you need to try this on your next on your next one and try that. Then I apply that to my next record. And then it's like, okay, then I was starting to really be hard on myself. It's like, okay, Derek, this is not where we want to be. And then when I recorded my next record, it was just like, not only was the production, you know, in a better place, but also just my mm-hmm. sound in general mm-hmm. and the things to work on, what breathing on what, on what beat do you breathe on and all these to really bring out the fullness wow. of what you're trying to come across. So I totally get what you're saying there. Now, as you were writing, and obviously you talked about some of your, you know, when the artists you were listening to, you know, when you were growing up, but now that you're, 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 you're entering the professional realm now, now that you're right. trying to really understand, you know, the, you know, the business and everything, who were your inspirations when you mm. were thinking, when you were like digging into the writing process of music? Definitely like people of the likes of Nas, uh, Kendrick, Cole, Nipsey, like, people who really spit from their heart and you could re- really feel their lyrics. Like I could literally close my eyes and listen to, for example, to Nas, I gave you power and I can literally visualize every single word that he's saying. I'm like, that's what I want to be. I want my music to be like a mo- like an audio movie where you can just close your eyes and mm-hmm. visualize everything. That all you, you, I- <laughs> We're we're from this. We're on the same wavelength because I'll tell you why. Because when mm-hmm. I write music, I'm in vi- I'm visualizing a music video. Right. How do I want this to be seen from a visual perspective? Because I feel as though that I'm writing lyrics instead of, um, I guess you want to talk about parts in regards to just like screenplay or something like that. I'm writing mm-hmm. lyrics instead of a screenplay. So. Mm-hmm. I'm still have a, 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 a this this visual concept in mind to put to this music. So mm-hmm. visually, I, and I'm totally I totally get what you're saying there because that's how I mean that that's how I get it done. Yeah, absolutely, man. I feel like you can create like a better experience with a listener when they can actually visualize what you're saying versus trying to like sit here and figure it like like what did he say? Like, do I got to like no? You can just close your eyes, listen, mm-hmm. and it will all make sense. Indeed, indeed. Now, as you're growing, as as we're as we're gearing as far as you starting your career, so let's talk about the team for a second and people that you've worked with over the years. Now, mm-hmm. who are those that you know that you that your your trust, your counsel, as far as saying, hey, these are these are the, the producers that I work with, and that's bringing the best version of Right Way J. Who are some of those uh, producers and the people that your team that you've worked with? Yeah, definitely, man. So I want to definitely give a major shout out to my man Gamble. 
he's definitely, man, he's a solid guy when on, on the production and definitely solid when it's come to, like, helping me create, like, the sound that I'm looking for. Let's see, my man, Carl, uh, he's definitely, he's phenomenal, man. Great musician, man. Great producer, man. Um, oh, yeah, my man, B-Dot, man. Like, he's definitely on it, man. Like, he, he always lets me know, like, hey, bro, you, he's like the guy, like, He'll make me do a line like 20 times, like just one line because he's like, nah, you didn't say it right. I want to make sure you get this line right because if you get this line right at this part right here, it's going to sound phenomenal. So I definitely awesome. want to give a shout out to those guys. Awesome, awesome. Now, when you were coming up with your stage name, mm -hmm. how out of all the, you know, the options you may have, how did you come up with Right Way J? Well, it's actually a play off my name because being that my last name is Right, and I always wanted to go the right way. You know, I just like, all right, I know there's a way I can tie it in. Plus, I wanted a name that fit me. You know what I mean? And like, for the longest time, like, when you're trying to do this music, man, people can look at you like you're crazy from the time that you invest in, the money that you invest in. Mm -hmm. You're like, what are you doing? You're not making a profit off of this. You're going the wrong way. I'm like, no, I am going the right way. And I will show you. Mm -hmm. so you know I just combined that with right way and being that my first name is Josh right way J everybody call me J right way J yeah and, and that's the thing and um, it's hard to, to explain to people how much we have to put into this Man. you know what I mean like if, if you're simply in this for the money right away well guess what you're going to set you're, you're setting yourself up Mm, or a about. lot of letdown, broken dreams, and everything else you can possibly think of, because the money is not going to be there in the beginning. Not especially, especially in the modern day of music, where people are not buying music anymore, people are streaming, mm -hmm. and we don't mm -hmm. get a goddamn thing. Excuse my language. We don't get anything from streams anymore. You have to literally have every person on planet Earth stream your song once to see some type of something. You know what I mean? So, exactly. so you really have to do this for the absolute pure love and joy of creating, you know, music and, and, and contributing to the world. And eventually that will come. But like you said, you know, when, when you're trying to, you know, to find your way and everything, you know, we have to, it's just really, it's just really the journey. It's the it journey. Really no, I agree, man. You know what I mean? And like, and you know, I want to give a shout out to like, like Nipsey, rest in peace, man. He showed that people actually do buy music. Like when you have like an actual like fan base of people, they will support your music. And like, I think what we're seeing now, especially like with artists like LaRussell, you're seeing like a wave of artists who are like, I'm going outside of the streaming and I'm going to find a way to create my own revenue through my own fan base. Right. And this is really, and that's where the hard work comes in because you can, you know, you could talk about, you know, going to your neighborhood or whatever the case may be. Some people may not even support you there. So you really have to go outside of yeah. your comfort zone for people that may not know you. And they say, oh, that sounds, that sounds dope. I want to check that out. Hey, man, you know, you could buy it here, buy it there, whatever. And that's how, that's where the snowball effect comes exactly man. but it takes time that. it takes a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of nose a lot of everything Ooh. yes indeed man yes indeed man it's almost like trying to push a boulder up a hill you understand mm -hmm. what i'm saying right right 
and people are gonna look at you like, bro, you can't move this boat up this hill. I'm like, okay, watch. watch and as me. you move, exactly. Watch <laughs> and, me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And as you move in this boulder, people start seeing it. Then you have some people come along like, hey, bro, let me help you move this boulder, man, because I've been seeing you been pushing it for like the last 20 miles. Let me help you. I'm like, all right, cool. Now that same boulder, that same weight, is not as heavy anymore because now you have people helping you. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the goal. Just you keep on pushing that, pushing that dream until other people come behind you and you know, you can manifest it. Absolutely. Now let's talk about, I'm just you know, your library for a second. As far as just your, um, your catalog, the first single that I saw was internal thoughts. Yes. Talk about that. What went into it, what the song is about and what that means to you. And how does it be? How did it feel releasing that first project? Internal thoughts, man. Like that was just a record. Like I was really just in my mind for for a minute because I was thinking to myself of just I was really at a low point, mm-hmm. and I just really just wanted to get those emotions out because I mean, as artists, like we go through those hard times, and music being that is so therapeutic. Like I just needed that moment of therapy to just release those inner feelings of just self-doubt and not really sure but at the same time like I gotta keep going because I'm all I'm already this far in like it makes no sense to turn back when I'm this far in yeah you you hit the nail on the head man like this music thing you know not only as a as a music fan but even just as a, as a creator you know it is therapeutic because you're just letting out so much emotion you know what I mean? Yeah. That that could be, you know, bottled up inside of you. And when you're just letting the pen and the paper just work from your brain to your hand with to the pen to the paper, it's like everything is just like working at once like clockwork, like clockwork, Bruh. like clockwork. And it is the most freeing feeling in the world. It truly is. Yes. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more, man. So we move on to the album. Time is music. Yes, I know you had a few singles. You know, there's Animal Kingdom, then there's City Lights. Need I say more? All Pro. So, as you were as you were, you know, putting out those singles and everything, were mm-hmm. was the end game of seeing this is more or less okay. This is an introduction to who Right Way J is. You know, to really get it going, and then we're gonna bring this album. Was that the initial plan? Yeah, like what? It, yeah, because like. I was still trying to like more or less find my sound. So I was just recording record after record. But then with the timeless record, like I really felt like, okay, with this type of sound, this fit my rap style and my voice. Cause I can rap and I can smooth it out at the same time, which is basically what I am. I'm, I can rap, but I'm smooth at the same time. Right. Speaking of which, in your estimation from your mm-hmm. vision, because again, from your eyes, cause again, you are right way, Jay. <laughs> what yes. is what is right way Jay's style? What's his musical style? I would say it's really it's lyrical, but it's melodic at the same time. It's almost like if you would take like Ludacris and Nate Dogg and put them together, you would get me. Mm. Nate Dogg is a legend. That is the, the king of hooks. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's like every, like, think about it, man. Like, I got, I mean, area codes, come on, Bro. regulate. I mean, he has been on every, like, every 
hit record that he's ever like he's like he was the a, a, a big part of it. Yeah, I mean that like that West Coast sound like that that early mid nineties late night dog. You couldn't it wasn't a hit until Nate Dog got on. Shout out Ice Cube. I'm telling you, like like because with his voice being so deep and my mm-hmm. voice being so deep, I was like, that's the person that I need to like get behind and like learn how to really control my vocals when it comes to singing. Got it. Got it. And again, we, were, we touched a little bit on time as music, but there was a song that you actually performed in Miami when we were all together called Lost Souls. And when I had listened to it for the very first time, that was some deep, deep stuff. So tell yeah. the people about what went into writing that record and why did you write that record? Well, that record was actually about a friend of mine who actually, he just passed away a couple of weeks ago. So rest in peace. Sorry, he he actually... Appreciate that, man. But he actually, uh, he was down bad on drugs. And basically, I wrote that song telling his life story. And I wrote it while he was alive. So so he heard the record. Mm -hmm. And I wish that he would have listened. So that his life, so that he could have made a change. Because he's a, he he was somebody who, who could rap just like I could. Matter of fact, we used to rap together. Right. You You know what I mean? And when I saw him take that turn for the worse, because he got laced with like some bad drugs and when he made that turn for the worse, mm-hmm. and I just saw him going down, 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 he just, I was like, man, please get out of this. But he didn't want to listen to me. He didn't want to listen to anybody. So, wow. you know, it just really, it, it was really hard, man. But you know what I mean? It, it was tough because I actually had to perform that song at his funeral. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, it is different now. But I mean, now, you know, I want to shout out my team at Radio Pushers, man. We going got we got this uh, Lost Soul Survivor project where we actually want to go to different rehab centers throughout the state and help people battle drug addiction. Talk about that a little bit, and um, and I, I'm glad you 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 brought that up. You know, because we mm-hmm. we hear so many you know of, of of people just you know regardless of what. You know, if it's if it's you know the the recreational stuff, or if it's you know the pres- you know prescription drugs, or mm-hmm. if it's alcohol or whatever, and it's and mm-hmm. I hope and pray that you know everyone gets off of that. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. what are you what are you putting? What what is the the plan in place to visit some of these rehab centers to 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 get to talk to the people? Well. Me, cause see, I'm a I'm a great communicator when it comes to things like that. So like, my goal is I actually want to just sit down and really just talk and really get to the understanding of the the why. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of addicts like they they don't really think about why am I doing this. They're just mm-hmm. doing it just to do it. But it's like, no, what are you running from? What do you what What's the pain that's causing you to be like, I have to get this drug so I don't feel this pain no more because. Once we figure out what the pain is, then we can begin to solve the problem. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's that's something to really think about because I think it's all about because you could put the temporary band aid on anything, right? Yep. But it's really getting to the core of the issues, and it could be something for you know, with regards PTSD, anxiety, depression, childhood trauma, all these other different oh. things, dealing with mental health. And I yeah. think that is a huge, huge topic these days because I think 
when you think about those that are out there that are, you know, addicted and that type of thing, there there is a reason. It could have mm-hmm. been peer pressure. Could have been forged. You just never know the situation. So yeah. I'm glad that, you know, you're partnering with radio pushers, you know, to yes. as and, and getting that initiative off the ground. So on that Thank note, you, though, no, no problem. No problem. How in your estimation, how mm-hmm. does your brand of hip hop fit today in 2023? My brand of hip hop. Well, I would say it like this. People are actually looking for something fresh and new because you get so much of like the same recycled music that people are looking for a breath of fresh air. Right. So with me coming in, speaking on the topics that I'm speaking about and being that my music is clean, like there's no cursing, there's no type of none of that. Mm -hmm. I'm able to appeal to a wider range of people versus other artists. Got it. Got it. And the the second part of that question is what could you fix about the industry? What could I fix about the industry? If I could fix anything, you know what? No, I just want to really just, just be me and do what I do. Like, because I'm just, it's almost like what the honorable Elijah Muhammad said, like, I'm not going to condemn the dirty glass of water. I'm just going to put a clean glass next to it and let the people decide what they want to do. That's a good mindset to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm not here to condemn anything. Like I'm like, hey, y'all do what y'all do. I'm just going to do what I do. And I'm just leave it at that. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, when you look in the mirror, though, mm-hmm. what, do you, what does right way Jay see in the reflection? I see a man that still has a long way to go. I mean, I feel people tell me all the time, like, hey, man, you're doing great. You're doing great. And I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But like the vision that I see is not it's not there yet. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like this everlasting hunger for more that there's still more mountains to climb. There's still more things that have to get done, more goals that have to get be completed. So I just see a man on a mission. Hey, man, we're never complacent, right? Never. Never, never. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So what has been the best advice that anyone in this industry has given you since you've been on this journey? Have a business plan. Coming into this game, have a business plan, because at the end of the day, this is a business. You know what I mean? I heard a wise man once say, like, like, he was relating it to show business. You got show and you got business. Which one is the bigger word? Obviously, business. So that's the one you pay the most attention to. Yeah, and somebody told me one time, a long time ago, is you never treat this as a hobby. Because that's no. good. if you see it as a hobby, then people are going to treat you that you're treating as a hobby and they will treat you as such. 100%. So, so I totally understand it's like 90% business, 10% music, because you're learning so much about really tightening up the screws in regards to what you need to do as a businessman, a businesswoman in this industry to make sure that your 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 ship is tight. You know what yes. I mean? You want to make sure that all those things are together, all the bolts and things are are, are connected and they're, and they're, and they're tightened up. So you don't have any type of loose ends because unfortunately, 
people do get lost along the way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's when the frustrations happen and you, you've seen it all happen before. You know that. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, let's talk about WWJ Multimedia Group. Let's talk about that yes, for a second. Yes, sir. Well, that is the label, WWJ Multimedia Group. We actually want to get um, definitely more into music. We also want to get into uh, film, gaming, streaming. And um, I feel like there's one more thing. I can't think of it right now, but I know those are definitely those are the cores that we are focusing on at this moment right now, for sure. Gaming. Wow. That's huge. So we're talking, you know, what, are you talking about gaming and, and streaming in regards to like, like a Twitch type thing or. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely got to get around some more people who are definitely more knowledgeable than I am at that. But I know I definitely see that as something that's, that's definitely profitable in uh, getting into for sure. Okay. Now, do you have any other future projects that you're working on currently that you can talk about musically? Musically? Uh, I mean, I have a few singles that I'm, you know, putting together uh, to drop next year. But, uh, you know, outside of that, I can't really say too much right now outside of that. Awesome. Awesome. And my last question for you before we get out of here is where can everyone find the great right way, Jay, on all social media? Where can they find you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you can find me on Instagram at one. W-R-I-G-H-T-W-A-Y-J-A-Y. That's the same thing for TikTok. YouTube, Right Way J Music. Uh, Twitter, or I think they call it X now, mm-hmm. uh, Right Way J1. And um, Spotify, Right Way J. Awesome. Well, Jay, I know, like I said, it's been a long time coming. And like I said, you know, you and I, you know, connected about two years ago, you know, with Radio Pushers. And again, I'm glad that, you know, I'm able to have a platform for my Radio Pushers family to come on, talk about their careers, you know, then, now, and in the future and things that you have going on. And like I said, you're very talented. I enjoy, you know, when we were able to connect in Miami. And like I said, you know, nothing but positive vibes going into the new year for you man man i appreciate it man dt lou man salute to you my man you got it well that does it for this week's edition of the d lou podcast once again i want to thank right way jay for stopping by you know to talk about all that he has going on with his music career and again i wish him all the best of what he continues to do if you haven't done so already Subscribe to the show so you're getting all new content when it is available, usually on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Okay, so when you go to any platform, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many other platforms that are out there in the podcast space, so make sure you take care of that. Also, shop.darrettlewis.com. You can get all of the Luciette Music branded hoodies and t-shirts right over there at shop.darrettlewis.com. My single, Espacion, with the talented Angie Stars, is on multiple platforms, so make sure you check that out in addition to the music video that can be seen on the Vivo app, YouTube, Tidal, and Apple Music, so make sure you check that out. You can follow me on all of my social media at the Real DT Lou, with the exception of Facebook, which is Darrett T. Lewis' official page. I mentioned on last week's episode that I am now the latest brand affiliate for WWEshop.com. So if you go 
to all of my social media platforms. You can click the uh, link in the bio, which is my link tree. When you see wweshop.com, that is my link to get all of your latest WWE merch, including the returning CM Punk. And I've been touting all this ever since he came back, but he has brand new t-shirts, hoodie, and so much more that's coming soon in addition to the returning Randy Orton that also has new merchandise as well. So if you go to all of my social media, go to the link in the bio and click on my WWE shop link and you can get all of your latest WWE merch. Well, I'm going to get out of here. And as I always say, no matter what it is you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time.